This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. It's 18 minutes before 9 on the Power Breakfast. I'm pleased to tell you that we have managed to locate uh, Bonang Mohale. Um, so, of course, we're talking to him about the little, um, latest iteration of the World Economic Forum the gathering that is taking place in, in Davos, uh, where South Africa's, uh, the, you know, the, amongst the continents, uh, well, if perhaps the continent's most industrialized and diverse economies flying the flag high, uh, highlighting the country as a competitive business and investment destination, and a country on the move. Brand South Africa, which is the country's official marketing agency, has described the annual meeting in Switzerland as a platform that gives South Africa a chance to add its voice to discussions about global issues and join other leaders in shaping the global, regional, and industry um, agendas. Let's speak then to... Uh, former uh, business president of Business Unity South Africa and chancellor now of uh, the University of the Free State, uh, Professor Bonang Mohale. They've managed to dig you out uh, from under the snow there. They absolutely did. My 21st World Economic Forum in Davos. That is extraordinary. I had the privilege mm. of witnessing just how a small town became, in just 54 years, mm. a powerhouse for the economic transformation and how the dream of one man, mm. Professor Klaus Schwab, a German-born engineer and economist, mm. who wanted participants to be able to escape from the everyday hustle and bustle of life, mm. has succeeded in mm. placing Davos firmly as the center of the world. So for me, this small town in the canton of Graubünden in Switzerland mm. is now renowned far beyond its geographical size. Mm. So hosting the West in Davos brings with it a complex interplay of both economic and environmental impact mm. that significantly affects yes. the local community. You know, this global exposure receives, that doubles receives. You know, it, 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 you know when you host such a prestigious event, yes, it yes. enhances your profile mm. as a destination, mm. potentially attracting more tourists and investors all year round, not just in January. Yeah. So I want to come to, I, I want to come to those opportunities, but uh, I want to pick up on what you've said already about the the evolution that you've seen of Davos. You know, um, in terms of, yes, I get what I hear what you're saying about the how the town itself has been transformed, but just gauging by the years that you've been attending this, 21, that's extraordinary. Um, what uh, have what what are the notable uh, things that you have seen or changes that you have seen, especially in pursuit of these lofty ideals that were set out by the founder and the man that started uh, this whole movement? So just a day before the start of West, the Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky announced the commencement of talks, and he chose to do it here in Davos, where he's like myself, a participant, mm. on a 10-point peace plan 
that he wa- he has been promoting for an end to the Russian war of aggression mm-hmm. against Ukraine. Because, you know, if history is anything to go by, good diplomacy and strategic alliances can secure the future, even when there are deep ideological rifts. So for me, starting from the 15th to the 19th of January, this week-long meeting has seen over 2,800 leaders. It's 10% bigger than the same period last year. Mm. This is 60 heads of state, 40 foreign ministers, more than 350 government, central bank governors, and public servants alongside 1,600 business leaders, Mm. academics, civil society, youth, and foundations from 120 Mm. countries who are convening for this 54th annual West meeting Mm. at this most scenic Alpine village of Davos cloisters. Mm. So for me, this meeting takes place against the most complicated geopolitical and geoeconomic backdrop of the last few decades. With, right. uh, with elections taking place in over 50 mm. countries just in 2024, mm. including amongst others the US, India, mm. but also 15 African countries, including yeah. our own South Africa. Yes, and so it's exactly where there that I want to go now, our own South Africa. You have spoken about how, you know, we need to go and try and convince the world, you know, to, you know, to invest in us and that we are a place worth investing in, even with the background of our own, as you put it, self-inflicted ills. How is that message to be carried? How do we convince the, the world? So from the moment that we had a pre-Davos business briefing breakfast on Thursday at the Hilton before we came here, I can confirm that South Africa is well represented. Um, the, especially because of our own election, it now gives us as South Africans an opportunity to vote for a political party or individual for the first time in the history that is committed to no more than just five things. Number one, transformation. We must call it what it is, whether people like it or not. This economy must look like us. Two, ethical leadership. Three, good governance. Four, service delivery, because that's what these politicians are paid to do. And then lastly, law and order, Mm. safety and security, because without Mm. law and order, safety and security, who are we and what are we? Mm. Now, yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, the the other thing that I really wanted to pick out, I mean, cynics, myself uh, included in the list, by the way, say that uh, Davos is just a gathering there of the well-heeled and, um, you know, elites of society. Why should I care or pay any attention to what comes out of the this glorified talk, talk shop? You know, why is that a misguided way of viewing things? No, it's absolutely correct, TT, my dear brother. But, you know, one thing that you can't take away is that here meets the top 1% of the 8 billion population. To give you an example, of the top 10 companies in the world, they are owned by just five individuals. Seven of them are owned by just five individuals. And those five individuals are here as we speak. But, you see, for me, there is a lot hanging on wealth which needs to have a, an open and a constructive conversation about, one, how to drastically improve the web's own legitimacy, because mm. that's what you are questioning, mm. but mm. also make substantial progress on its stated mission 
of improving the state of the world and how you can drive public and private cooperation at the highest level, accelerate the transformation of enterprises towards more sustainable and responsible business models, scaling best practices in corporate sustainability, but also how we can rein in rampant corporate greed, Mm. navigate the Mm. intricacies of the current environmental landscape and provide insights through advancements in society, in technology, in science and Mm. industry. So Mm. for me, there must be a special emphasis on exploring the opportunities enabled by new technologies and the implications on decision-making and global partnerships that benefit the global community, TT. Thank you so much, and uh, uh, Mohale, for your time this morning. I wish uh, you well, and uh, thank you so much for sharing some of your insights and thoughts with us. Thank you, sir. Chancellor of the University of uh, uh, the Free State, and he's also former president of Busa there in Davos, attending his 21st um, World Economic Forum. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.